The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. Welcome. Happy weekend. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. I don't know why whenever you do your part, I just start cracking up. I know. Yeah. I, it's I, just my smiling face, I guess. I yeah. guess. Behind yeah. the sneeze guard. That's right. <laughs> behind, this, <laughs> behind this amazing contraption that's been, you know, installed, drilled yes. into the desk, I, I think. I hope. Uh, well, yeah. now that you're messing with it, I hope it is so it yeah. doesn't fall on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's like if you went to that a is salad sturdy. bar. Remember salad bars? Yes. Oh. I miss salad <laughs> bars. <laughs> I was like, yeah. why did you just it's sigh? It's been like a month and a half or two months since I've seen a salad bar. You know, but I guess okay. I've, got, I've got one at the home kitchen there, you know, so we're good on that. So you have and, a sneeze guard in your kitchen? I should probably set one up. Yeah, I, that's what I was looking at. It's like, hmm, Make sure it's low cool. enough for Ellie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Can't be too tall. That's right. Oh well, you know, I've got the whole victory garden thing going on in, in the backyard. Do you so, know? Um, yeah, it got a little out of control this year. All I mean, right. there is like lettuce. um, Bitter melon, cucumbers, okay. squash, corn, radishes. Yum. You, you Sounds name delicious. It, you know, cucumbers. I've got, I built a trellis and I've got grapes uh, growing up one side and kiwis growing up the other side. Super cool. And uh, yeah, just a lot. It's going to be, uh, you know, veggie palooza over there this, this summer. I so like it. Be nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I may come over and sneak in and steal some yeah. all, fresh crops from you at some point. Organic. <laughs> you just have to help pick the slugs out of the lettuce. Not a problem. <laughs> no, I'm working on that problem. one, too. Uh, if anybody has good ideas, a, a nice organic way to keep the slugs out of your garden. Uh, somebody beer. told me cor- uh, uh, coffee grounds. Okay. So I've got those kind of sprinkled around, you know, to okay. kind of keep them from, from crossing that. And What uh, is it about coffee that I, I guess they don't like, like it? The, is it the texture of it or something, you know, that they just don't like to crawl across it. I don't know. I don't know. But I read that one. Uh, okay. I've, I've heard copper strips will do it that yeah, get sort of that. a little electric thing, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm so sure about that one. That sounds a little beer gets really gross. I can tell you. Oh, that. the little beer traps. Yes. Yeah, but that only catches them if they want to mosey down to the bar to get themselves a drink. I will you tell know. you that they do. Yeah, and then I what's know. really disgusting? Yeah, then they sort of yeah they get a little dissolvy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not just that they go eat each other. They do. They yeah. become cannibals. Yeah. Huh. The European ones yeah. eat other slugs. Interesting. It's gross. Ew. Huh. I found that out the hard way. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm curious. In fact, that's that's one of the reasons. Okay, so no, no, no. Because I know you're big into all this kind of stuff. So like banana slugs, which are from here. Right. Um, part of the reason we don't have as many of them anymore is because the European slugs eat them. You're talking about the big brown ones? The big brown ones are the European That's slugs. That's European slugs. Banana slugs are yeah, actually they, yellow. They look like a banana, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's there's ones that were from here originally, oh, for crying and out. the European slugs eat them. Good and then know. if you have a beer trap, they will like they will be like mm, protein, and they go for that too, and then they'll like eat it's each other. Of, it's totally disgusting. 
they're sort of ambush predator slugs. I sorry, listeners, yeah. this is probably more than you all. And you thought really you were going to hear about real estate and finance. <laughs> yeah. But this is also about lifestyle of the Pacific Northwest. For so sure. we have just shared more than people probably want to know. I hope they're not all turning off their station right now <laughs> because we just went over this. But yes, slugs like beer, and then they like to eat slugs that taste like beer. <laughs> I guess. Cause well, who wouldn't? You know, <laughs> it's like a marinade. No. Yeah. <laughs> so- Okay, can we move on? Let's move on to something else. Well, here's what I can tell you is not sluggish. The yeah. real estate market. Yeah, that's for sure. We've been saying that for Ba-dum-bum. weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's it's <laughs> going a little bit nuts out there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's been very um very busy and consistent and um you know, the, like the the real estate agents that I come across who are not busy. I think honestly just don't want to be. It's kind of like during the seasonality of the holidays here. When you see some people slowing down, it's just because they've chosen to. It's not really because our marketplace really drives that activity specifically. Um, It's because some people just don't want to be bothered. And a lot of agents do this part time. And so they just, you know, they just focus on what they consider, you know, the busier seasons. And yeah, there is some volume uptick when families are moving, uh, you know, moving their kids from school district to school district. But, you know, a lot of times in – well, we've said this several times over the mm-hmm. many years that we've done this show. December is almost – November and December are always busy for me. Yeah, same here. Right? Yeah. And so when you're when you're working in the industry full time, you know, and you do a decent volume of business, then you're going to have some consistencies around all of That's that. That's right. That's right. You know, so well, I, I really honestly think a lot of people who are not busy right now just have – Purely, in fact, actually, one agent. I'll tell you for a fact: a woman who was from my office, she just changed companies. She told me she's like, "I'm just not looking for business." And if you don't go look for business, no matter what company you are, you will get exactly that. Well, you bring up no that, business. That's a, that's a really important point. In fact, I was reading something earlier this morning about about um, investing and, mm-hmm. and investing in real estate. And yes. what do I do now? You know, I had a plan. You know, I had a, mm-hmm. I had some goals set. Now that this this pandemic has hit, you know, what do I do? Mm-hmm. The answer is, you you don't just abandon the plan. Right. You keep pressing forward. Yeah. And you might you might m- want to make adjustments or modifications right. to your plan, but don't just throw it in the trash. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing that I find kind of interesting is the number of people who just um, kind of stop. In fact, actually, um, oh, they I get will, frozen. Yeah, they, they. Well, they get frozen, or they just um, like. Yeah, it's a little bit of that because I like I'm reading a book right now called um, "The Obstacle Is the Way," hmm. right? Hmm. And it's basically about stoicism, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And you know, so it's kind of the concepts of Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a great book. Um, maybe I feel that way because I agree with a lot of the stuff that's in it. But um, one of the one of the quotes, I'm going to see if I can try and remember this correctly because I didn't expect to talk about this on the show today, but uh, it had a, it says something along the lines like, uh, failure is just a position, not a plan. Okay, sure. Or, uh, no, wait, I'm, I'm totally forgetting. You know what? I'm going to listen to it. I saved, I actually saved it. I put it into okay. my phone. Sure, we'll wait. I'm totally screwing it up. You know no, what? We'll wait. You, you start talking about, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you start talking about something else. I'm going to find it because, darn it, now I'm going to 
well, say what the thing actually is. Actually, what I want to talk about uh, real quick and during during um, kind of with this whole pandemic uh, going, the the fraud is mm -hmm. running rampant right now. Oh, online trickery, all types of different things going on with that. In fact, um, I know there's some local municipalities um, right now where the almost the entire municipal office, entire city, uh, had unemployment claims filed on behalf of, of the employees. So somehow, you know, their social security numbers have been compromised wow. and unemployment claims have been filed. Well, happened to go right back to the same city, so they were able to deny that. But I know that's happened in multiple municipalities around our, our region. So that got me mm. thinking, you know, there's been so many hackings and, and, and things like that with, with um, you know, different, different companies and even the credit bureau uh, that it's really a good time to put a security freeze on your credit. Unless you're about to buy a house. Unless you're about to buy a house. And even then you can put it on and you can lift it. So the security freezes are easy enough to do. In fact, I, mean, I think maybe we can post a document on your website. I'm going to have it up as well. You can always reach out to me. Uh, Eric at ericismybanker.com, but Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion each have a, a way to set up a, a security freeze, and it's something that you can go online and unlock it when you want, and you can put it right back on. So if you're processing a mortgage, for instance, or a loan, you can unlock it, let the person pull the credit, and then put the lock right back on. And the only trick to these things is please remember your PIN code. You will get a PIN yes. code if you forget your PIN code. It is a huge pain in the neck mm -hmm. to unfreeze that. Or so, any other body part. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so be sure to, to um, you know, really think about getting a freeze on your credit. Let's, let's keep everybody safe out there. Uh, also, uh, you know, reach out because I've got some information as well on ways that you can opt out of pre-screens. What that does is it mm -hmm. stops all of the solicitations you get, you know, for free, all that stuff you know, in your mail. This credit account, this that credit mm -hmm. account, because what's happening is the credit bureaus are selling your information, and yes. uh, and putting that uh, opt out in will um, prevent that from happening. Actually, there, there's a website that's called optoutprescreen.com. Optoutprescreen.com. It will ask for your social security number. So make sure you're going to the right place or double check with me and I can make sure that you're uh, being sent to the right place. Gotcha. Uh, there is also still the do not call list and that will work also for cell phones. Uh, do not call.gov. And so might want to refresh Ooh. that as well. I don't know if it stops the robocalls though because those things oh. are just sort of random. Those things are terrible. Did you, but okay, but speaking of that, did you notice during all this pandemic how so many of those stopped? did get quieter, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. But, but it has. I mean, I used to get, uh, no joke, I was getting up to 10 of those a day. Yeah. And I have not hmm. been getting them. Interesting. So I'm very, very curious why. Yeah. I mean, am I happy? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, that, but, that, that scam likely keeps calling me quite a bit, but, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it shows up on my caller. Well, I just find, I mean, hey, listeners, if anybody knows why, because someone else had brought that up to my attention, and I was like, huh? And, and I started paying attention during this last week, and I went, you know what? You're right. <laughs> now, what has increased is the number of live marketing calls I've gotten mm -hmm. because of people who target my industry. Um, 
they are now just, you know, calling and like, hey, we're looking for this and that, you know, whatever kind of stuff, want to sell you this. In fact, one of them was a, a local company saying, oh, well, we work with 1099 people like yourself and help you yeah, get tax advantage, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I told the guy, you know, he's like, we help people, you know, go from being just, you know, traditional self-employed to S-Corp. And I went, I'm, I'm already all set up like that. Like, I'm, I'm good, but thanks. And they wouldn't stop talking until I finally was like, I, I think we're done. But we're not quite done here yet at Open House with Team Reba, but we do have to take a break for some messages here. So when we get back, uh, I'm sure you've got some more details that you would like to share over there, Mr. Eric. And uh, we'll have some more news for you at the end of these messages. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Bringing information on real estate and finance. Yes, and sometimes and Sundays. slugs, apparently. And so- <laughs> Everything you didn't want to know about slugs. <laughs> I do appreciate that you brought up like an organic way, but also not saying salt, because that is a cruel way to kill a slug. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, it's no, a nasty, it is. Cruel it way is. To kill a slug. So I, I'm going to put a, one other question out there too. What about mm-hmm. what about hornets and wasps? What mm-hmm. are some good solutions for getting those out of the garden? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you. Good luck. Yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta work on Good that. Good luck one. on those. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with bumblebees and things like that. Oh but yeah, wasps, for sure. Not yeah, so much. Nasty. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Right. So, getting off the uh, although, we, we, hey, if there's some master gardeners out there yeah, or entomologists there who might want to throw in some uh, feedback, please let us know. Absolutely. We're into it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, during the break, I did go find that quote that I recorded. Okay. Um, so it's called. So the statement was. Being trapped is a position, not a fate. And I think a lot of people feel a little trapped right now, mm-hmm. right? For sure. And because we were talking about people stopping and not Literally. moving forward on mm-hmm. things, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, the concept inside of this book, um, the obstacle is the way, was that you know, like if someone was holding you down, your natural response in the fight, flight, or freeze. Natural response for a lot of people is to fight, mm-hmm. but the person who might be on top of you has the force and gravity to their advantage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the better thing is to calm, you know, calm yourself, assess your situation, mm-hmm. and then yes, if need be, then by you know move by move by move, then get to where you have breathing space, and then you can move around and you do so. Like you were talking about. When it comes to, you know, are you going to maybe invest in real estate? Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about Jay Inslee. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah, you're talking about investing in real estate. I well, you that. brought it up in the last segment, <laughs> <course> Bozo. <laughs> like, but, no, it's like but people might feel like they're trapped and like, oh, I can't move forward. I can't. Like, this is not a good time. Honestly, it's really go and do another assessment. Like mm-hmm. talk to some Absolutely. experts, mm-hmm. right? Don't just listen to the nightly news. You know, and I got to give credit, you know, Rachel who's in our team. Um she, you know, she was definitely allowing like us doing our Facebook lives twice a week because we do those Tuesday and Friday mm-hmm. around 1 p.m., you know, each week right now. And she was like, "I'm so glad that you guys are doing that." She goes, "Cuz I watch the news and she's like, 
they either don't talk about real estate or they only say negative things about it. And she's like, that's not what I'm seeing just here in this office every day. Right. Yeah. Anecdotally. Yeah. 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 Because that's what sells. Honestly, exactly. that's what sells ads is bad news. Right. And, and Fear. People, yeah. And, and people like to kind of hear that, too. I got to say, you know. Well, yes. And but, yeah. I mean, some of them do feed on it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I don't know if it's because it then makes people feel better when they're sitting at home and they are in a safe place. They're like, oh, everything out there is scary. So I'm just going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you there's, know, there's something something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I understand why we're all staying home right now, because mm-hmm. one, we're being asked to. And two, it's good for the health of the rest of the planet and our fellow persons. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to, you know, life in general, you know, there's there's uh, something to be said for being able to, you know, adapt. Make a plan. Yes. And execute that plan. Absolutely. And, and you know, I get that uh, a lot of the times folks will come talk with me and they want to buy a home and maybe they're just not quite ready. Mm-hmm. You know, their credit's not 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 there or or there's there's a lot of debt or they've got to mm-hmm. work on some savings or, or whatever the reason is. And I, I've had lots of customers where I've, I've, I've had that conversation. It's like, how bad do you want this? Yeah. You know, well, I want it. It's like, okay, well, this might take six months. You're like, oh, well, just forget it then. Right. It's like, well, all right. So six months goes by. It's like the marshmallow you're test. In the same pos- yeah, exactly. You're in the same situation. Yeah. What did you gain by just giving up? Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just had an example recently. Someone who came to one of our... Um, our classes mm-hmm. back yeah. in uh, the summer, I think, of last mm-hmm. year or the fall. And, you know, now they're ready to move forward and they good on them. Mm-hmm. They've saved money. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good on them. But what they didn't do was take the advice from the class, which was go look at your credit. credit. Yes. Yeah. Go and look mm-hmm. at your credit and figure that out because mm-hmm. it's great because you should be doing those in parallel. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So from a planning perspective, like what do I do first? Well, you can start with look at your credit, right? See where you're at. Um, you know, see if you need to have a plan in place, but also be talking with a lender like you, mm-hmm. right, Eric, where you can create a plan together. Like you do this all the time with people mm-hmm. oh, where it's yeah. like, let's build the plan. And then there's an accountability set and in there. We give right? them a document. Here's what you need to do. Exactly. And, and you know, sometimes it's, it's easier than you think. Uh, yes. And, and, and sometimes it, it'll take a little bit longer. It depends on the severity mm-hmm. of the situation. Um, but, uh, for, you know, for instance, this person, what, what we suggested was that they open a credit card, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, how can I do that? My credit score is not high enough. Well, you could go to any credit union, deposit $300, and they will give you a credit card for a three, with a $300 credit limit. Keep that card. Use it. Charge it not a lot, ten bucks a month or something like that, but mm-hmm. make regular monthly payments on it. Don't mm-hmm. run the balance up more than twenty five percent of the credit limit. Mm-hmm. And guess what? After six months, watch your credit score. It will start rocketing up. Right. So there are solutions. There are ways. Sometimes it's not going to happen immediately, though. It might take you a little bit of mm-hmm. time and effort. You know, but if you can accomplish that, uh, it's not that hard. It's right. really, really not. And so uh, it's just starting to take that first step. And so many people are afraid to do that. They don't want to, you know, kind of. I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, again, Rachel on our team just has great, uh, great input 
for us because she comes from a completely different industry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've been doing this 17 years. Uh, you've been doing it about double that. Double that yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we can become, unfortunately, sometimes myopic if we're not careful, right? Sure. Because we're of so course. into it, right? Yep. And, right. and so she's coming from 27 years in a completely different industry. And I love it because she's been talking to lots of her friends and family about what we do mm-hmm. now that she's in the industry. And, and she's going, gosh, it's surprising how many people don't know what to do first. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it was a little over a year ago that she called me out of the blue and about something completely different. And then I ended up helping her and fian- mm-hmm. her fiance buy a house because yeah, yeah. they were like, we don't know what to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so those first little baby steps, uh, many people aren't even familiar right. with what they really ought to do now because looking online is easy and it's fun to look at house pictures that's yeah. usually the first thing that people do, of course. but it's not the most appropriate first step, mm-hmm. right? Because you could be looking at things completely not aware of what you can afford mm-hmm. and then falling in love with the wrong stuff, Sure, yeah, right? Of course. But, yeah. um, you know, that credit piece that we're talking about is so incredibly important. We've brought it up, I don't know how many times on this show, but I don't think we can say it enough times because... We never know who's going to be listening to this show and if it's going to be the first time they've ever heard this or if they have a family member that they can share this with, mm-hmm. right? Because it is very important, um, you know, being able to have generational wealth in families often is by, you know, property ownership. Absolutely. I have a I have a client right now. In fact, I'm looking at an email mm-hmm. and um, uh, this this person had good credit. You know, it was it was decent credit. It was seven. 12 which is which is a, mm-hmm. a pretty good score but if you can get above 720 mm-hmm. your your interest rate is significantly better if you can get above 740 it's even better and um and so what we did was we we analyzed the credit and we said mm-hmm. there's going to be four simple things you can do it's going to involve paying off two small debts it was about eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. and it involved removing um herself as an what's called an authorized user on two accounts. Mm, okay. These are very simple things to do. It yeah. took her it took her less than a week. So she she got those done. We got a letter from two creditors saying we've removed you as an authorized user and then she paid down the the balances on these two accounts and um, we went f- and then we did we processed what's called a rapid rescore of her credit. We went from 712 to 756. So she bypassed wow. the 720, which is where I wanted to be. And even went we, past we, 740. We blew right past that. We blew right past 740. Uh, we got all the That's way up awesome. to 756. And she is just absolutely thrilled. And she's doing a happy dance is oh, what I would sure, be doing. For sure. So sometimes it's just simple things you know, mm-hmm. that can make, a, can make a big difference. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so we talk about this in our, in our first-time homebuyer classes, you know, all the credit monitoring and all that. Yep. You know, there's, there's the karma and, and the different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are going to be they'll, – they'll give you an idea of the trend of, of, of your credit, but they won't necessarily tell you what you'll get when you go see a mortgage lender. We use different, right. different models, you know, for, for FICO uh, mm-hmm. scores. Uh, but it'll tell you where you're at and if you're in the ballpark and everything. But once you're ready to really start dipping into it or if you're not sure about your credit or maybe you've had some issues in the past, it's really worth the time to have it reviewed and analyzed by somebody that can really help put you on the right path. I could not agree more. <laughs> could not agree more. 
There we go. Yes. This public service announcement was brought <laughs> to you by Homebridge Financial. Well, okay. So let me, um, it's, it's, it's funny you actually say that because, you know, here's, a, here's the thing that's also changed during coronavirus. We have talked for years now on the show about how you and I teach the Washington State Housing Finance Commission classes. Mm-hmm. And actually right now, those cannot happen in person. Right. Right. There's been a, a hold on those. Right. However, it doesn't mean that people can't still go and get that education online. Now, we're working on building some webinars ourselves, but if you are looking to get some other educational resources, you can go to the um, WHSF. Hey, don't talk over it. W. Oh, now now you screwed me up. WSHFC.org. Yes. And they have actually... Uh, for a period of time, reduced the cost of the online class. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get through it faster. It's, it's supposed to be, you know, four and a half, five hours of material. Mm-hmm. You can get through it faster online. They've dropped it from, I think, 40 bucks to 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's an opportunity to learn some things. You still want to talk to professionals, though, right? Because that's sure. it, online learning. You don't quite get everything. And right. you also don't get situational awareness really in right. terms of like examples it's all those story problem questions that yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah, sure. so um it's it's still worth you know taking a look at it if that's something that you think you might qualify for mm-hmm. it also i think you have to go through that if you want to uh, qualify for lower mortgage insurance payments right, it's required right. Yeah, so right. we'll we'll cover a little bit more of that when we get back from this little break but uh we do need to have a few messages here to pay the bills for ourselves and uh, keep our credit up here at Salem Media. But we'll be back with Open House with Team Reba right after. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hess of Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. And we've been talking about obstacles, yeah. ways around obstacles. Yeah. I like the whole concept of stoicism because I think of it like water. Like water? Yeah, because, you know, the whole idea is the obstacle is the way. Mm-hmm. Because because one of the stories that's used in, in the book is about a king who put a big stone in the way of a path. Mm-hmm. And he was curious to see what his subjects would do when they came upon this stone in the way of the path, right? Mm -hmm. And the majority of people came and, you know, just they saw it and went, oh, can't go that way. They turn around and they go back, right? And then one fella came up and he sees it and he scurries off the path a little bit, but he goes and he finds himself, you know, a a big stick that can use like a lever, Mm -hmm. right? And he eventually, you know, does a lot of prodding and pushing and everything else and eventually moves the stone. Now, now the king is off in the distance kind of watching what's going on because mm-hmm. uh, he wants to see what happens, right? And what the, the, the peasant doesn't know is that underneath the rock, the king had placed money <laughs> and a note. Nice. And, and he said something about, you know, along the lines of, you know, for, you know, being willing to address the obstacle you know, you're going to earn this reward. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing is like oftentimes addressing the obstacle or find a way around the obstacle or getting it out of your way gets you to a more rewarding path. Well, how many times in real estate do we come across obstacles? Oh my gosh. 
all the time. Yeah, and we And we try and prepare people because we always say, like, you know, what are things that kill deals? Well, inspections and financing. Mm -hmm. But you can limit your likelihood of the financing being the problem by doing what we're talking about right now, which is prepare. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Exactly. Preparing up front is going to take so many of the problems away. Mm -hmm. Right? And when you can understand the the process that happens, you know, inspections – you know, that's kind of left up to the seller, really. But you also have to know as you go into it, you know, uh, is this a house that I will want no matter what? Um, is it a house, that, you know, because sometimes a seller, like you'll ask for things and the seller says no. Right. And you have to make a decision. Well, do I move forward or do I cancel? Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to know whether or not the value of that property. In fact, I was just having this conversation with uh, someone again over this last weekend. Where we were talking about the value of things. Mm-hmm. Because they were saying, you know, their son had just bought a car and he asked his dad, like, do you think I paid too much? He's like, well, are you happy with your purchase? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, well, then it was enough value for you. He's like, maybe you would have gotten it for less. Right. But, yeah. you know, yeah. if you're happy with your purchase, then why are you worried about a thousand or two thousand dollars here or there? Right. You're going to keep this car for a long time. Enjoy it. And a house is the same way. Mm-hmm. If it's a difference of a few thousand dollars and you can take on the issue... Okay, fine. Uh, if it's an absolute no-go because you're not financially or um, personally prepared to take mm-hmm. that thing on, okay, fine. doesn't mean you can't stop, you, that you have to stop looking for another house. You're just maybe not going to buy that house, right. right? You can go buy another house, mm-hmm. right? You right. just have to be prepared for that. Yeah. You you know? And maybe you'll get something, right. You, oh, maybe like, you'll get something in the middle, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Like we had this come up recently where a number of items came up on a client's purchase, and we ended up figuring out a great closing cost credit as well as work that would be paid for by the seller. Right. It yeah. was great. Uh, and our client was thrilled. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, she just closed this week. It was awesome. Right. You know, she was and and, and she uh, speaking of like moving forward, it was funny cuz you know, we mentioned that we're both um, on Zillow. So I'm a Zillow mm-hmm. premier agent, right? Mm-hmm. And you're a lending partner on there. Mm-hmm. And she had come to us through Zillow and she she told our team members cuz Rick was one of the first people in contact with her. And she told him, she's like, hey, first of all, thank you for following up with me. She's like, I've been looking for two years. Mm, wow. Yeah, she'd been looking online for two years. Wow. Wow. And just finally was kind of prompted to move forward. And a lot of it was us being understanding of like she has a goal she's trying to meet. Mm-hmm. And, and out of all the houses she looked at in that period of time, it was the house she fell in love with that we helped her buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's thrilled. Yeah. And yeah. yes, it needs a little bit of work, but it's a great value. Right. Like she knows yeah. it's going to need some other things, but the value of what she's buying and that it's location, it's right by this park that she and her boyfriend absolutely love taking their dogs into every weekend on their mountain bikes. And like, mm-hmm. it just, there's going to be so much joy yeah. for her yeah. out of this. Yeah. Right. And she kept telling us, uh, hopefully the people who sold it to her won't be listening, but she kept saying, she's like, even if they don't give me any concessions, I love this house so much. I'll buy it anyway. Like I'll buy it anyway. Yeah. You know, but then she was thrilled that the big ask that we asked for, she got. Well, you know, when, when I think about, you know, especially first time home buyers and, and when, when you look back at, at a home that you've owned, do you really, do you think about a home you own? Do you think about what did I pay for it and how much money did I make on it? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some people do, but I think most people think about the memories that you have in that home mm-hmm. and, or the home that you grew up in, you know, that, right. that's, it's, it's, that's it's, the emotional part. It's, it's really about the memories. And, and so if you find the right place and you know, then, then build some memories, 
you know, and, yeah. and you're going to get your value out of that home. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really I, yeah. sort I, of what it's all about. I agree with you. I mean, I, okay. Great example of some of that is I worked long and hard for the last house that I owned in Seattle mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to be in that place for 30 years yeah. easily. Yeah. And my parents accident in 2007 changed it. Changed all of that. Right. Changed mm-hmm. all of it. And do I ever regret having bought that house? No, mm-hmm. I love that house. I had some great times in that house. I love mm-hmm. the view in that house. Did I have, I had a five year plan when I moved to Renton. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, okay, I'll be here five years deal with my dad's situation. I didn't know how long he would live and survive. Mm-hmm. He did happen to make it six years. Mm-hmm. Right. And then passed. And, you know, at that time I went, you know, and of course we'd had the downturn in between all that. Yeah. Big time. Right. Big downturn. But when I started really looking, I was like, do I want to move back to Seattle? And I, at that point I had put so many roots down inside of the city of Renton, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our listeners know I'm on the board of directors for the chamber. I'm on the board of the foundation for Renton Technical College. You know, my yacht club is down at the south end of Seattle. So it's, you know, 15 minute drive from my house. Like I've really dug in down there. And so I'm not really interested in moving back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless it was for the yeah. exact right reason. But, you know, I, and in the meantime, and I know what I paid for my house. And even during the downturn, I know what I paid for my house. And then it immediately dropped 35% of the value right. over the next few years, right. maybe even more because renting got hit really hard. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as Tacoma, right? right? But I never once regretted making that decision. Mm-hmm. And I love that house. And, and time heals most wounds. I mean, it, it, yeah. the values came roaring back. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in a great equity position on it now. I'm yeah. well above what I, I paid for it. Um, you know, so sure. I don't have any regrets yeah, at all. For sure. And at yeah. the end of the day, you know, here's the thing. What's funny is how many sellers at, at times feel like that appreciation is owed them. And honestly, here in the Seattle area, it, it happens whether you do anything or not. It's mostly true. That's right. You know, yeah. it, it's like it, you're not owed appreciation. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of back to your point, like enjoy the property while you have it mm-hmm. and get the most out of it that you possibly can mm-hmm. while you're there. Sure. You know, absolutely. So, I mean, we're not anticipating that that kind of thing is going to hit us anytime soon. We're watching, mm-hmm. you know, it. like mm-hmm. you and I are, you know, we're not prognosticating that there'll that nothing will ever happen. There's always those people like, oh, mm-hmm. there's people, you know, the bubble talkers. And then there's other folks saying like, oh, there's always, you know, people mm-hmm. in real estate will always say it's the right time to buy. And it's like, yeah, OK, it kind of you know, depends. Lots of things can happen. Lots yeah. of things can change. But, you know, we watch week to week very mm-hmm. closely what's going on. That's right. Right. But in the meantime, you can get the value from your home. Value doesn't always mean appreciation. No, that's true. Right. So I I feel like I'm going off on all. Lucky it's both. You know, if you're lucky. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because when I moved here 30 years ago, housing prices here were about the same as Wichita, Kansas, and they have gone way off the charts from Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Right. And Kansas right now, like, like at least in Wichita, is mostly seeing they like they they had a very small amount of downturn during the housing crisis um and they were kind of flat for a long time and now the last couple of years they've been seeing two to three percent appreciation yeah right there you go and so that's a plus and and typically that's the norm you know Mm -hmm. people have gotten very soft around here getting used to eight ten twenty percent appreciation right yeah so you know just you know thank you lucky stars that you got it right but it's not a guarantee. 
It's not a guarantee. Yeah. If you're going to buy it, you're... And the thing is, is when you and I teach our classes and we start walking around the room and we're asking people, why are you purchasing? Mm-hmm. It's usually because of a life change. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, starting families. I need more room. I need, mm-hmm. I, you know... New a, job, a new whatever. Job. I, or we, we had one um, class and it was it was the dog class. You know, it's the one that went to the dog class. They all yeah. wanted a dog. Yeah. And... That's why yeah. I bought houses. Yeah, there you go. I don't have kids. I buy them for my pets because <laughs> yeah. renting, it's hard to have pets. Yeah, that's Particularly right. more than one. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. a lot of them won't let you have dogs. So a lot of, a lot of reasons. And you, always, you have a good analogy, too, when folks are selling homes. You know, half the time it's for happy reasons and half the time it's for sad reasons. Yep. Uh, you know, and I suppose it's the same when folks are buying homes. But, you know, we've helped mm-hmm. first-time home buyers that are pushing 60. You know, we've, we've helped first-time home buyers that are 21. It you what you're laughing at me i I, just, it, I hate that term pushing 60 all right well you know what i'm saying and i'm pushing it <laughs> sorry the, i guess my my point is but you are correct we have helped people my, in their 60s my point is it doesn't matter what your age is you can still get the same amount of joy out of of being your yeah. own well home. and we talk about it in the class like what are besides like getting a dog or you're having family or whatever it's also about freedom to do what you want mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. Right? You can paint it whatever you want, you know, as long as your HOA doesn't have a problem with it. The interior, <laughs> definitely you can paint whatever you want. You can have all that flexibility. You mm-hmm. can modify it. You can make it be the space you That's want right. it to be. And when you're, you know, when you're in a rental, you can't do that. Nope. Right? So there's, most people are trying to be engaged in home buying because there's some level of satisfaction they hope to get out of it. For sure. Right? Because yeah. you're also going to be less likely to invest in someone else's property. You know, like every once in a while, there's someone like me. Like when I used to rent, I was someone improving the landscaping. Mm-hmm. And my landlords always loved me You know, because we kept it up. I was doing landscaping. I installed gardens. I would plant nice plants. I didn't take them with me if I ever moved. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they, they benefited from that. The vast majority of renters, though... Don't do that. Right, right, right. right. So, but if you're someone who's inclined to do those kinds of things, then it's better when it's yours. It's your own. Right, right. exactly. So we're going to talk about some other types of obstacle, you know, workarounds when we get back. (laughs) Now, this will be important. It's a topic of forbearance. And so this is something I know that you and I really want to get to. So after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The Answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Mm-hmm. I know we are. Yes. Yeah. As often as possible. That's right. That's right. You know, the Northwest is a special place. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those of you that I know, are, and I can't wait to be able to get back out to the San Juans. Soon. Yeah. I know. Get up there. I know. Yeah. Get up there. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I don't know if it came from you. It came from somewhere. There was a letter that I, I read from the Canadian Coast Guard. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. for, for boaters, the Canadian Coast Guard You said, might have seen that on the Facebook page yeah, for the been, Yacht Club. That, that might have been. And they're, they're like, well. I think well, Sandy shared that. You know, it's, uh, you know, everybody wants to come up and enjoy, you know, our beautiful Canadian waters and, and everything. They go, but, you know, there's many small communities that are, pretty much not going to be welcoming visitors this summer mm-hmm. and so better check before you go yes. and make sure and i think that's going to be true um, mm-hmm. i know i know for fact along the 
the Washington coast as well. Uh, fishing uh, at this point will be remain closed all summer on uh, the Washington coast. That's areas one through four. Uh, for those of you that are into fishing, that's everything from uh, from the very the very south end at the Columbia Mouth, uh, Iwako, uh, Westport, uh, La Push, Mia Bay uh, will be closed uh, for fishing. Those beaches will be closed for fishing. So unless something changes, uh, be sure before you go, you know, make sure that you you check in on that gotcha. and uh, don't get yourself. Uh, in I miss Mia Bay. I used to go Gorgeous camping out there. there. Just yeah, used yeah. to go hiking in on the headlands out there. Sure, with backpacks. Shy Shy Beach. Yeah, to Shy Shy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Oh my gosh, such a gorgeous yeah. place. Just really, really special place up there for sure. Um, you know, and 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 uh, you know, of course, uh, a lot of us have had you know some time off, and um, mm-hmm. hopefully that's uh, enabled you to to enjoy you know some of our Northwest. Um, those of you that uh, have taken advantage of the forbearance uh, programs that have come out as a result of this yes. pandemic, uh, there's right now at current count about 4.1 f- million mortgages are, are currently mm-hmm. in forbearance. Uh, there's, there's going to be updates coming along to this, but I, I had my first uh, client call me this week that was wanted to refinance their mortgage. And, um, and so when I ran the credit, um, the, the credit report, um, if you're in forbearance, it will not necessarily give you a negative uh, report on your credit, even uh, unless you're, you were already late on your mortgage. Right. Okay. Uh, but if you, if you were not late on your mortgage, it will not report you as being delinquent or late, but it will have a footnote that says that your loan is in forbearance. It will show your payment is owing a zero. Okay. And, um, and what, what happens from a, a lending side is that if we're, if, if you want to refinance, that may prevent us from being able to move forward. Uh, the the rule right now, and this thing is fluid; it's changing, you know, fairly frequently here. But mm-hmm. the rule is uh, that um, you you could not have basically be thirty days later more on your mortgage payment. Meaning, we need to see when you made your last payment. Okay. You know, for this client circumstance, the last payment they made was in March, so they have not made a, a payment in the month of April uh, or in or the month May of May. Now. Okay. And so, so that person is not eligible to refinance at this point. Now, looking forward, we, we don't have definite information yet from Fannie Mae, from Freddie Mac, on when they will be able to refinance. Uh, the consensus right now is that it may require six mortgage payments worth of payments after you've completed a forbearance before you be eligible, meaning that you have mm-hmm. to reestablish a payment record. You know, okay. paying your, your mortgages on time. So, okay, is that inclusive of the payments that were? No, it's, okay. it's once you start making Just payments Just once you start again, making payments that, again, not that you've yeah. made up for those. R- right. Yeah, okay. Now, but don't quote me on that because we don't have the okay. official policy yet, but this is what we're speculating. Okay. What we're also speculating, well, also with, with the forbearance programs, there's you, you, you do have to repay that money. So there's a couple of different ways that that can be done. You know, one is it... it um, you make it up. You put yourself, you, you go on a payment plan and you'd have, you know, with most lenders up to 12 months to catch up, which means you could be making double payments or payment in half or something like mm-hmm. that to get yourself caught back up. So it's not just a forgiveness thing. You still have to make those payments back. Um, it also may be possible to modify your loan, which probably put that payment at the back end of the mortgage. Uh, or what, what I 
probably believe will happen mm -hmm. is that we'll have some type of a TARP-like program that we had back in 2009, 2010. Oh, where, yeah. Where if your loan is owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie yeah, Mac, yeah. That, that you'll be allowed a one-time refinance you know, to That's to right. redo oh, your loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that type of program mm -hmm. has not yet been announced. I kind of suspect it. it will be. Uh, Could you remind me what TARP stood for? Because I remember when we had it, but troubled asset relief relief plan, or yeah, troubled yeah. asset. Um, and there was a whole bunch of different things that that fell under TARP. But one of them is right. is if you had a mortgage closed before a certain date you could do a one-time yeah we talked about that on the show a oh. lot because mm -hmm. when we first started this programming yeah they were that still out was there. still in place mm -hmm. yeah, and because you, sure. you were like no no no, if you haven't done it like get on it now yeah. like this is a great time to do it right yeah so and okay so, interesting so, that they're okay makes sense well nothing's nothing's been an announced yet right. nothing official this is just okay. sort of the back the chatter kind of behind the scenes mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens with with all of that um, but I, I, I just want to point that out because if, if you are thinking about uh, refinancing or if you're thinking about forbearance, mm -hmm. you know, before you kind of take the plunge on that, be sure to research that well and make sure it meets your plans, meets your goals. What's the best way that someone can research it? Call your, your lender to start with and ask them first, you know, am I eligible for a forbearance? Mm -hmm. If so, what are the what are the terms and conditions? And then talk with somebody like me if you're thinking about mm -hmm. refinancing because uh, you you have to be current on your payments to be able to refinance. Um, a lender will not want to refinance you if you've already started a, a forbearance. You know, most most will, will be very reluctant to do that mm -hmm. um, because there's a, a, a massive amount of risk to a lender if we close your loan and then you just never make payments on it. Uh, we're going to take a, a huge loss on that and... And it's it's something that most lenders are not willing to take on that risk. I don't remember how many weeks ago it was, but I remember us talking about this, and I was like, well, "You know that most people aren't going to have like a heartfelt moment for a lender." It's however, true. it's true. Yeah, however, no, I, get I get that. The reality being, though, that um, when the lenders do go through these situations, it comes with consequences. It, in it, the overall right, market the, and, and economy. And the consequence to consumers is if, if enough people take advantage of that, uh, then it will push interest rates higher. Right. Or it will restrict lending rules, which we're already starting to see. Yes. So so if you're upset, well, how come I can't get a loan now, you know, with my circumstances when I could a month ago? Well, it's because mm -hmm. too many people are abusing the system, so lenders will tighten up and... and um, and essentially cut out that group of people. We're right. already seeing it. Uh, we're already seeing it with government loans. Many lenders have increased mm -hmm. their minimum credit scores on a, like an FHA loan. From oh, that's right. You were telling me this the other day when we were talking mm -hmm. some work stuff. What? Right. Okay, what was that move well, we've, from? We've gone from 580 to, for, for some of the programs, 660. That's And that's like, significant. It's a big jump. Like yeah. if you want to zero down. I mean, we were just talking earlier in the show about the mm -hmm. person who went from, what, 712 to 756, and that yeah. was amazing. So right. when we're talking, you know, what's going to be 80 points difference right there, right. Mm -hmm. that's Yeah, it can be a game a changer deal. for many. Yeah. So, so your credit score is super important. But I, I'm just kind of pointing this out, and uh, this is, a I know, a completely different perspective, and this is kind of what's happening on the financial you know, side of side of the house, and as a consumer, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're struggling through 
this pandemic and you're not working and then who cares what the lender you know is is going through honestly and i get that totally get that but it it does have uh, ramifications Mm -hmm. it does impact well because most people see what they're doing as a very singular thing so we're just saying kind of like on a larger scale macro level yeah like be be aware Mm -hmm. you know and I, i think you know I wouldn't be surprised that like, you and I are both probably coming from the same mindset of like when we saw people doing strategic defaulting mm-hmm. back yeah. in the you know back housing crisis mm-hmm. that we were both frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. We were both very, very, because the, the yeah. people who were doing that were people who could afford. Correct. And I knew that myself as a taxpayer was paying you know for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't like that. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So anyway, well, hopefully our listeners will not be experiencing obstacles and that they will be able to join us once again when we're back here on Open House with Team Reba. We want to thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us this weekend, and we will talk with you soon. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.